Welcome to the Audit 15 Fun Podcast. My goal with this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table every 15 days. Today, we're going to be talking about certifications, education, and training. And my guest is Jason Mefford. Jason has spent most of his career in internal audit, risk management, compliance. He's a former CAE. He spent the last 10 years helping chief audit executives and leaders in the field. He is the founder of C-Risk Academy, which provides training and certifications to auditors from all different levels. And he also leads the Audit Leader Forum. Welcome, Jason. Thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you, John. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. We're going to have fun with audit today. (laughs) Woohoo! I mean, this is a, a very... Very exciting topic to me because I, I mean, I have I have strong opinions on this one. Well, and so I, do I. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so hopefully, you know, will be helpful to our listeners. So I'll, I'll start the you know podcast with it with an easy question. You know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll give, me little, give me a little softball and then start throwing me the four four seam uh, fastball. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll progress from there. So. Um, you know, thinking about certifications, you know, obviously CIA is what comes uh, first for, for auditors, but in your opinion, what are some other good, not so famous certifications that are valuable to internal auditors and why? Well, and a lot of it is, um, you know, cause I have, I have big opinions on this myself, because like you said, most people, when they think of certifications in, Internal audit, they think of the CIA. Now, it's, um, and they just knee jerk to that because it's been around for a long time, right? Um, but what a lot of people don't realize is it also takes a long time for people to get. I mean, I've, I've worked with some people because I've, I've helped people with the CIA exam for many years. And literally, most people on that track, it's two to five years of their life to be able to get that certification. And they end up spending a lot more time and a lot more money on it than they realize. And at the end of the day, for most people, if you've been in internal audit for a little while, it doesn't really teach you anything new that helps you do your job better. And so to me, it's always been, and and the longer that I've done this, you know, and again, I'm going to piss some people off here, (laughs) <laughs> because most people are like, oh, you got to have the CIA. Well, I don't think you got to have the CIA anymore. And like you said, so so back to that question, right? Well, if that's not the one, then what do we do, right? Because again, well, that's what I got to do, or I got to get my CISA, or I got to get my, my CFE, or I've got to get my CPA. Again, you know, for most people, those really aren't that relevant for actually doing internal audit. In fact, it always surprises me when people are like, I'm going to get my CFE. It's like, how much fraud do you think you're really going to work on an internal audit? I mean, come on, give me a break, you know? <laughs> um, and it's it's one that interests people. Um, but but so I guess to, to answer the question, right, is I usually try to get people to think about what is something that is actually going to help them do their job better and help them in their career. And so because of that, you know, there's there's not like one thing that I tell people to get, because a lot of it is going to depend on, you know, what you really want to do with your career right. and, and who you work for. Right. So right. 
so, so I had I had one person one time that said, "Well, I I, I want to get my my CFA, my Charter, I think it's Chartered Financial Analyst mm-hmm. certification." I'm like, why the hell do you want to get that? And they're like, "Well, it's a really cool one. It is, and it takes four years to get, and it's about ten thousand dollars to get, right? And it's intended for people. It's intended for people who are like hedge fund managers in the financial service space." So it's like as an internal internal auditor, unless you work right for somebody like Fidelity or Vanguard and you're auditing those types of things, it's probably not very relevant to helping you do your job better. Right. And and there's some new ones, you know, new certifications that are out there now that the C-Risk Academy has. I've I've literally, I mean, people don't know this about me, but I've helped create a lot of other certifications that are out there. I've, uh, you know, and we won't get into all that, but I've been, I've been in this space for 15 years, right. Helping create other certifications for other people. And there's just a lot of things with the certification space that seem wrong to me. And, and the one is, you know, like you said, it takes too long for people to get a lot of these things and, and really kind of the, the basis behind it is let's make it hard. Let's make it tricky so that very few people get it. Because you know what? If very few people have this certification, it means it's more valuable to me, right? right. They believe the whole supply-demand BS. Is it okay if I actually use real words yeah, on here? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, no worries. It's bullshit, okay? <laughs> that that the fewer people that have it, the more the more valuable it is. That just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, um, and in any way they use it, I, I throw words out there like discrimination, because really a lot of the hoops that people have to jump through for most of these certifications discriminates against people. Right. In fact, when I was on one of the IIA committees, we had this discussion all the time. Why do we have the education requirement? There are places in the world where getting a four year degree is not really an option. So why are we limiting people and saying, no, I'm sorry, you can't get it unless you have a four-year degree. I mean, come yeah. on. That, yeah. that, that just doesn't make a lot of sense, right? And, and a lot of the, the trappings and other things that, that, that go along with it, because I was, I was thinking this morning as, as I knew we were going to be talking, right, is there's a lot of things that just don't make sense. And I know we're going to get into talking about 40 hours of CPE probably, right? Yes, we will. <laughs> and 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 about, you know, the renewal. This is another thing that that most people don't get, right? It's like a lot of these certifications you get them and then you got to pay this company or this organization for the rest of your freaking life, right? I mean, I've been paying the IA for 25 years you know, to, for, for the privilege of having my CIA. Now I was thinking about that and okay, I've, I've got a bachelor's degree from Boise state, pretty good, pretty good university. I've got a master's degree from university of Southern California. I've got an award from Yale university, all big, big organizations right now. I did, I went through, I did the work I studied, I took the tests I did the things that I needed to do for those organizations to give me those degrees or awards. Now, does Boise State or Yale come back to me every year and say, Jason, 
we're not sure if you still understand all of that accounting stuff that you learned 30 years yeah. ago. So, so you've got to pay us every year so that you can say you have a bachelor's in business administration. And by the way, we have to make sure that you're doing at least 40 hours of continuing education every year to make sure that you can still say you have a BBA and an MBA and this thing from Yale. Yeah, that's a nice point. (laughs) How silly is that, right? It's like if you do the work, if you pass the test, you know it, right? And so, and so that's where, you know, from Sea Risk Academy, that's what we've done is taken a lot of what I think is the discriminatory practices out and actually make certifications that help people do their job better. So they're more topical in general, because that's really what people need is the topical things to help them do their job better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and you go through, you, you you take the course, you do the test, you pass the test, you got it, and you got it for life. Right. And we're not going to come back to you every year and say, John, we need to make sure that you still, you know, understand yeah. what you did because you already you already proved by passing the test. Yeah, right? you did it. Yeah. So so many things came to mind as you're talking about that. And that's an excellent point that, you know, universities don't come back to you and Hey, oh. are, you, are you taking <laughs> your 40 hours of, you know, continuing, continuing education? I remember I lived in, in Tennessee uh, uh, a few years ago and they had a privilege tax. It was like $400 a year just to have your CPA license. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> uh, just for the privilege of having your CPA. And that's what, actually what they call the privilege tax. So, now, and, and that's a little, that's a little bit different because yes, technically yes. the CPA is a license. And so, right. you know, I understand right. like business licenses you have to pay for that makes sense. But a lot of the professional certification stuff just doesn't make sense to me anymore. Yeah. It, it just reminded me of that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I guess like a deeper question into this here is people are fixated into they have to have the certification. They have to get the certification. And then once they get the certification, they have to have the CPEs, right? Which is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the 40 hours of CPE or 20 hours of CPE, you know, uh, depending on the certification. To me, you know, and I, we were just talking here earlier. Uh, to me, that's a fixed mindset of like, I need to get this. And once I get this, I need to get my X number of hours to maintain this. And that's it. And you brought up an excellent point in your answer is, you know, the best certification depends on the person's, person's circumstances and the, you know, the industry that they're in and so forth. So how can someone move from that fixed mindset of I need a certification, I need X number of CPE hours to I need to just learn and be a better professional. Yeah. I think that's the, I I use the term and some people might've heard it before life lifetime or lifelong learner, either one, right. Where, you know, we, if, if you look at the evolution of humankind, right. We went through the industrial revolution for a while. Now we're in the knowledge revolution. And honestly, um, machines are coming to take people's jobs, right? Because there's a lot of jobs and actually audit and accounting are two of the fields that world economic forum says most of these jobs are going to go away. 
And I know people don't believe me and you don't have to believe me, but I promise you the machines are coming for your job. I know of some things going on in the background that will displace hundreds of thousands or millions of people in that space. Okay. And, and, and you're right. You know, most people have a fixed mindset, which is they're very locked in. They can only see it. It's like they're a horse that has those blinders on. And so they can only see right in front of themselves. Right. And, and again, I'm not, I love all of you, but I'm going to be honest with you too, because it doesn't, it doesn't help you to get told lies. Most of us personality wise in this field have blinders on that's your personality. And you were probably gravitated towards this field because you like that. You like the consistency. You like the comfort. You like to be compliant, right? Right. Right. That's not going to get you ahead in life. Now you have to be able to take the blinders off and see broader. And so when you look at something like CPE is, is I will say, and I'll defend this is most corporate training, most training that most of the people go to is not effective. Now it's not effective for a couple of reasons. The first one is if you don't want to learn, if you're just there to check the box, you're not going to learn. Okay. Uh, and so that's the first thing. Now, the other, the other side is obviously the person delivering the training as well. So most of the stuff, especially in our space is very boring, very boring. That's why I call myself an edutainer, right? Cause I'm <laughs> trying to educate and entertain people, right? right. So that they don't fun. end up. Yeah. So they don't fall asleep during, during the training as well. But like, like you said, how, how do we, how do we go from that? Right. And, and, and honestly, if, if you're somebody who's just checking off the box for 40 hours of CPE, right. Those of you listening, tell me if this sounds familiar. Oh shit. It's the end of the year. I got 20 more hours. Uh, I really don't want to pay for it because you know, my, my company's not reimbursing it. So I'm just going to go sign up for a bunch of free webinars I know they're going to be boring, but I'm just going to sit through it. I'm going to multitask because I don't want to listen to whoever this dry person is. You're laughing because you've gone through this, John. I know you've done this too. Right? I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I have. No, I'm, jo- have, I'm joking. Right? I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, that's that's going to sound familiar to many people. <laughs> yeah. So you go through your multitasking. You're not even really listening. And then they go, and now it's time for our NASBA polling question. And you're like, oh, shit, I better get over here. I need to put in my answer so I get my CPE credit, right? right? Now, at the end of the hour, have you learned anything? Probably not, because most of the time you weren't even paying attention. You're just there to check the box and have the CPE certificate so you can go back to IIA or whoever else, right, is, is asking you for these CPE, but you didn't learn a damn thing, Right. right. And so most people are that way. Most people don't want to learn. I love to learn every day. I learn something new. And that's why the other thing when it comes to CPE, okay, well, you know, we shouldn't just have 40 hours. You should be learning probably 400 hours during the year if you really want to stay ahead. 
And it's not all traditional learning. I mean, there's podcasts, there's YouTube videos. I mean, I've got hundreds of podcasts, hundreds of YouTube videos too that that are out there. There's, There's so much of an opportunity for us to learn, but we don't take the time for it. And, and this is something that was just kind of blew me away. Do you have any idea how much time the average person spends on social media every day? Uh, two, I, I can guess. Two and a half hours on average. Yeah. So most people that are saying, well, I don't have time to learn. Right. Are you kidding me? You're scrolling mindlessly through Facebook or Instagram or whatever for two and a half hours a day, you don't think you could take some of that time yeah, to be- learn something? Yeah. Binge watching Netflix, you know, <laughs> hey, I love binge watching Netflix, right? <laughs> but, but when I do it and, and this is, this again is maybe to kind of answer your question a little bit, it might go over the heads of a lot of people, but I do watch a lot of movies. I do binge watch Netflix. Now, when I do it, I do it in a different mindset, though. I'm doing it from the point of what can I learn from what I'm watching, right? right? So I'm not just getting entertained, but I'm trying to think about, you know, as I watch that, what are the lessons that I can learn from that? How can I take what I'm learning from that and make my life better? How can I integrate that into my life and make my life better? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you mentioned something there that, you know, most corporate training is not effective because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a check the box exercise. So for the, the audit leaders out there who have a training budget, who are planning for, you know, their calendar year, their fiscal year on how to spend their training budget, what would be your recommendation on what's the most effective way for them to spend that money? Yeah. So I'll I'll show you, I'll tell you the typical way, which is a waste of a waste of money. I mean, companies waste millions of dollars a year on training. And and we just had on on one of the recent um, audit leader forum calls, somebody was talking about that because this is typically how, how it goes through. You go to your team. What would you like to learn this year? People come back. They're like, I want to go to this conference. I want to go to that training, blah, 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 blah. Right. And so, so in this instance, I was talking to somebody, she'd sent um, two people to this training that they said they really wanted to go to. Right. So it was about, you know, probably five, you know, four to $5,000 for the training plus the travel. So she was probably into it seven to $10,000 for these two people. They come back and they said, yeah, it really wasn't even what we were expecting. It was a waste of our time. Thank you very much. $10,000 down the drain, right? Now, why was it a waste of time? Part of it was because the people didn't know how to learn. They thought they were going to get something else. They went there expecting to get like a checklist of if I do one, two, three, four, five, then, you know, that's how I do it, right? Well, you don't need that. You can go search Google for that, right? You know, if that's all you want, or checklist, right? But but that's typically what happens. And so the problem is, you know, again, it's part on the person. It's part on maybe the training provider because maybe they didn't say what it actually was. Maybe they weren't quite as clear as to what the people were going to get from it. And 
so that's that's not so effective. The other way that's not so effective is you tell your people what they have to do, right? So you get that a lot of times. And, and again, that's one of the reasons why corporate training is not effective. Your boss tells you you got to go. You don't really want to go. So you walk into the training without wanting to learn. So you're not going to learn. Right. You're that's already. A, yeah. That's a waste of time too, right? Yeah. Now, there's a lot of online options that are out there now. That's one of the reasons why I started C-Risk Academy. So, you know, I, I'm not going to put hundreds of thousands of miles on my body every year. I'm getting older. I record it. And that way, people anywhere in the world can access it whenever they want to. So there's a lot of new on-demand options for people to be able to choose from. It's much cheaper than a lot of the live conferences and, and trainings that we've been used to going to. So you can actually learn a lot more in, in kind of this on-demand realm for a lot less money than you can going to a live in-person training. Now, what I will tell you is on-demand self-learning requires more discipline right? as well. And so most of the time we tend to be lazy. We want to we want to go to a conference to see our friends or take a little mini vacation. That's honestly why people go to conferences because the education usually sucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or or they want something that's more in depth as well, right? And so a webinar by itself will never give you very much more than what you can just search for on Google. What will help you are, are the more in-depth, longer things. And so, again, that's where some of these certifications that we've developed at C-Risk Academy really come in. You know, if you want to learn more about agile auditing and you actually want to learn how to do it, as an example, mm -hmm. there's a certified agile auditor professional training course. It's about 15, 16 hours. It's the same as going to, you know, a training uh, seminar but it's taught by somebody who's spent three years figuring out how to do this and applying it to internal audit. So you can go take the course or you can spend, you know, bring in a consultant, spend 50, 100, $200,000 to learn the same information, which one you want to do. Right. But that's an example of where you're going to get much more in depth right? You can't get that kind of information from searching Google. Another example, the Certified Chief Audit Executive course that I developed. It's over 40 hours and it's not stuff that you can search Google for. In fact, probably at least half of the course is going to be information that you would have no idea about because it's typically 180 degrees different from what most people are telling you to do. Because I've learned it. I've I went through the process of being a chief audit executive myself a couple of times. I made a lot of mistakes. Right. I've been, you know, coaching people in that space for the last 10 years. So so what you're getting is not something you're going to go find on a Google search. It's my experience, you know, and Hal Garen actually helped me put together a lot of that. It's our, our decades of experience and working with people and knowing how to apply that or help people apply that to what they're doing. Because most of the time people get checklists, they get told what to do. 
What's more important is to get the training and learn how to put it in context for what you're doing. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's very different. That's very different um, from what most of the time people get. Yeah. That's the tricky part is like, you know, learning from the content and then applying to your situation, which, yeah, it it comes with time. And obviously with you and Hal having, you know, many years of experience, you guys can kind of help those who are starting in the profession. So uh, last question here and kind of related to what you mentioned about, you know, the cost benefit, you know, do you want to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on something that you can maybe get the same benefit from a 15 hour, 16 hour course, what are some other, you know, just general training methods, materials that internal auditors, and you mentioned before, like, you know, podcast, and they can go to, you know, there's a lot of information out there. What are some other methods, materials that people can use to, you know, really take their career to the next level from a training perspective? Yeah. And so a lot of it is, you know, again, like you said, it's, 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 it's taking what you're learning and contextualizing it for you. And so there is, there's a lot of things that are out there. I mean, some things I do regularly, um, I listen to podcasts myself, you know, I'm podcast host, you know, I have a couple of podcasts myself, but I'm also listening to other people, right? I'm, I'm watching YouTube videos, I'm reading books, you know, and again, you can read the, the paper copy, you can listen to the audio, right? There's so many different ways now that you can, that you can put this in, but it's, it's also for people to open, open their mind up more, right? Because especially in this space, uh, most people think they need technical training. You don't need any more technical training. Usually what you need are some of these soft skills, the communications, the relationship issues, a lot of the stuff that I teach around psychology, yep. you know, and, you know, cause you know, John, I mean, in, in your job, you're, you're at the level where it's no longer about the technical, the technical people work for you. And yes, you need to kind of know some of the technical stuff, but for the most part, most people know the technical, you need more help in how do I say that in a different way? Right. So I don't get slapped upside the head or what do I need to do to help me actually develop a relationship with somebody else? Right. Cause we get so caught up in the technical and the tactical, right. That we're never dealing with the relationship and the strategic. And so what I would encourage, you know, again, I try to talk more about that because I realize that's something that is lacking and those things are harder to learn obviously too. Right. And so that's why kind of back to your, how do you learn? Well, sometimes courses are a good way, but sometimes something more like a program is better. And so the difference would be, you know, a course might be like you said, you know, you sign up, it's, it's 40 hours long, you take it, you do it on your own, you learn a lot of stuff, but the incorporation of it really happens more in a program, right? Which is a, conti- a continuity thing. Right. And I know this is something that's new for most people. And that's what I've been doing in the audit leader forum for many years is, you know, you learn stuff, you contextualize it, but then we work on it. 
you know, we have calls every month. So you're learning something every month. You're asking questions. You're getting answers. You're going back. You're trying it again. Oh, That's maybe right. if maybe That's if right. I if I go to my CFO this other way instead, right? And I'll and I'll give you a simple example is um, of one of the things that I teach people. So here's a little tip for people that's out there as well, right? If if you want people to answer the way you want them to, allow them to say no, because people want to say no. <laughs> so as an example, right? If you if you go to your CFO and you say, "Would it be all right, please, 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 Mister or Miss CFO, may I please go to this training?" What's their answer going to be? No, right? Because people want to say no. Well, just ask the same question, but in a different way. So when they say no, no means yes for what you want. So instead, CFO, you don't have any problem if I go to this, do you? No, no, that'd be fine. See this? See the subtle difference? <laughs> yeah. Still right? said no, but a different outcome. <laughs> yeah, different outcome. You're, they yeah. still said no, but it's what you wanted. Right. And so it's those kind of things. You're not going to learn that stuff on Google. Right. Okay. You might, you might, you might come upon my website and, and I have some post about it or maybe some video, but usually the it's, it's programs or working with coaches or working with mentors or being a part of programs mm -hmm. over the course of time. You know, it's like what I, what I've learned, what I know has taken me my whole life folks to learn <laughs> so how the hell do you think in one hour right i can tell you everything that i have learned yeah yeah that's a very good point jason i think uh you know people have that they think that oh yeah do the training and that that's it so it's a great example of you know the forum where you it's like the continuing uh support provided and it kind of i like that you brought up the you know, the soft skills are the important thing, important elements, because uh, what you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you know, the task-based work is going away, right? It is. Machine, machines are going to do it. So that's why we have to develop the relationship building skills, the soft skills and so forth. So really appreciate you being on the podcast, Jason. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's a great conversation. Uh, how can people connect with you if they have questions about C-Risk Academy, yep. Audit Leader Forum? What's the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah, so to reach out to me, I do have a my personal website is jasonmefford.com. So there's a lot of different posts and links to all of my podcasts and other stuff that are out there. There's a contact form on that. So you can reach out to me that way. I don't give out my email usually because I already get enough Russian bride and Bitcoin spam emails. So, um, but you can, you can, there's a, there's a form out on, on the website where you can reach out that way. You can also reach out to me um, through LinkedIn as well. I'm, I'm still pretty active there. Um, those are kind of the, the, the two best ways for, for C-Risk Academy. It's on demand.criskacademy.com. Um, but like I said, you can just reach out to me. Heck, even if you just type in C-Risk Academy, it's going to come up in Google and it's C, the letter C, C-Risk. So it's a little joke that we help you see risk more clearly. 
but the C also stands for certifications, there you go. courses, your career, and community as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a letter C and then Risk Academy. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jason. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you.